Hi, I'm Antonia Sherman, a partner in our Washington office, and I'm joined by Barrett Myring, a partner in the Brussels team at Linklater's. This section of the podcast will focus on merger control for the year to come. We'll be looking specifically at regulatory shakeups expected in 2022 in response to tech acquisitions and the expansion of the use of so-called call-in rights by antitrust authorities globally to catch transactions which might otherwise slip under the radar. To set the scene, it's worth noting that the vast majority of acquisitions by Google, Apple, Facebook, and Amazon, typically of startups, over the past few years have fallen below traditional turnover-based merger control thresholds and escaped pre-closing review. So authorities are really eager to learn their lesson. As the FTC's recent report sets out, they are looking to close off loopholes, unjustifiably enabling deals flying under the radar, end quote. In 2022, we're expecting major changes to merger regimes globally to catch these deals, in particular so-called killer acquisitions that reduce competition and entrench market power. Now, some of the intended reforms relate to merger control thresholds. Barrett, perhaps you could take us through a few of these? Thanks, Antonia. Over in the UK, they proposed changes to capture more key digital mergers. They include a transaction value threshold and a UK nexus test for certain firms with what's called strategic market status. And they're coupled with mandatory review for a subset of the largest transactions. We've also seen the use of transaction value thresholds. They capture deals of a certain value, even where the target's a startup or similar and has no or very little turnover. This type of thresholds takes effect in South Korea at the end of this year, and they've also been introduced in a number of countries and are mooted in India to tackle digital mergers. And the Australian ACCC is also considering a more tailored merger test for acquisitions by large digital platforms, in addition to a broader shift to a mandatory notification regime. Both are expected to be clarified in the second half of 2022. The EU and several member states, of course, have already implemented broader jurisdictional tests, including transaction value thresholds and uh, call-in rights, to which we'll come in a minute. Thanks, Berndt. And 2022 may also see an erosion of the substantive test for big tech mergers. In the U.S., we've seen a range of U.S. antitrust proposals, including creating a list of presumptively harmful mergers, uh, for example, acquisitions of niche uh, competitors by dominant firms, restricting mergers by dominant online platforms, and those which may lessen competition by, quote, more than a de minimis amount, end quote. The UK government has also proposed tinkering with the substantive test for mergers involving SMS firms, while in Australia, a mere quote, possibility that is not remote, end quote, of an SLC could be enough to justify a prohibition. Reporting requirements for tech giant acquisitions are also likely to ensure authorities are kept in the loop. These are a feature of the UK proposals and the EU's DMA covering digital gatekeepers. And even in jurisdictions where there are no formal legislative proposals for change, tech mergers are expected to face tougher reviews, not least of all in China, where draft changes to its competition law suggest stronger scrutiny of tech mergers. Businesses planning acquisitions in 2022 should keep a close eye on this shifting landscape. Thanks, Antonia. 
If we now turn to call-in rights, this is a really interesting element that we've seen develop and we are expecting to see much more of that in 2022. In fact, it means that acquisitions that can be perceived as harming competition are increasingly called in for merger review, even if they don't meet any compulsory notification thresholds. And that, of course, has a key impact on deal certainty. Regulators are reacting to debate on alleged under-enforcement, in particular those known as killer acquisitions. And you may have seen that the EU in its Digital Market Act proposes far-reaching monitoring and reporting requirements to enable the Commission to call in deals that might turn out to be critical. The EU has started using its existing powers under what's called Article 22 of the EUMR more widely this year, and it has claimed the rights to review mergers that would not ordinarily have been notifiable in the EU. This regime has a particular focus on pharma and digital mergers, but also applies in other industries. Commission's already called in two transactions since the change of its policy, including Illumina Grey. Where appropriate, parties, parties can approach the Commission proactively and submit briefing paper, and they might, may then get a non-binding comfort letter to enhance legal certainty for their deals. Still, the change of policy has created a great deal of uncertainty and timing issues for many merging parties who can no longer take comfort in their deal falling below merger control thresholds. And the change in policy has teeth. The Commission adopted interim measures in Illumina Grail for the first time during a merger review, while the deal is still subject to an in-depth investigation and to an investigation for gun jumping. And this trend isn't constrained to the EU. In China, Samar is expected to use its wide, but so far sparsely used discretion to call in transactions more proactively. Samar will have more enforcement capacity soon, doubling or tripling its stuff. Thanks, Baron. This is a trend we've seen in the US as well. For example, this summer, the FTC started to send warning letters to merging parties, alerting them that the FTC retains the right to call in a deal after closing. Um, and after HSR clearance. This isn't a change in the law. The US authorities have always had jurisdiction under the Clayton Act to review any transaction of any size and at any time, whether the transaction has closed or not, whether or not the transaction has already gone through um, HSR review, and even if the transaction doesn't involve the acquisition of voting securities or assets, but this new policy is indicative of the tenor of the FTC's language around enforcement. The FTC and DOJ are able to amend the implementing rules of the HSR Act to pull in more transactions for pre-closing review that were previously exempt and have issued several proposed rules to that end. It's worth noting that third-party complaints, in particular from customers, can trigger a regulator to exercise its call-in rights. So in the current climate, it's worth trying to avoid this wherever possible by making sure your, your customers understand that your deal is pro-competitive. I think that's all the time we have for merger control. Do get in touch with us if you have questions around any of the issues 
raised today.